Welcome to Buck 92's Mid-Michigan Matters program, where we talk about everything that matters here in Mid-Michigan, from nonprofits to local happenings to the local sports scene. It's time for Mid-Michigan Matters with your host, Chris Spockman. Chris Spockman with you here on Mid-Michigan Matters with Amanda Schaefer from the Mount Pleasant Area Community Foundation. Got the day or the give local Isabel. I'm going to call it the day of giving. I think that would work too, Amanda. But for somebody who doesn't know who you are, doesn't know what the Mount Pleasant Area Community Foundation is, take a deep dive into it, Amanda. Sure. Um, Here at the Mount Pleasant Area Community Foundation, we focus on building permanent endowment so that we can make grants out to the community in various forms. Typically, we give lots of grants to other charitable organizations, schools, and municipalities, as well as scholarships to help students continue their education. And then we also try to provide some leadership when it comes to needs in the community and solutions to those needs. And what is your exact title here? So my title is is CEO, COO. <laughs> you got you got to hey, deal with both of them I, there. You know, I, I, acronym city, right, for nonprofits. But essentially it means um, the board is entrusting to me that um, I'm, I'm leading the, the charge here. So. All right. And so give people a couple of examples of charities they might have heard of in the area. I know Angel Wings Fund is one that I have done some work yeah, with in the past. Yeah, that's right. You're, yep. I think you're on the board, right? Uh, I don't think I'm on the board unless Damon <laughs> put me on the board and didn't tell me. But I was a part of the uh, Angel Wings Pink Run that oh, cool. kind of, you know, started, started yeah. way back when. And so that, you know, that's just one organization that comes to mind. Give me, give me another example sure, of an organization. Sure. Well, that's a that's a great example. You might think of, let's say, um, Artreach or Friends of the Broadway. Um, we have endowments for Listening Ear, for um, the library, for mm-hmm. Rise Advocacy, um, even Mount Pleasant Rocket Football. So pretty much any organization in Mount Pleasant that needs fund probably has a tie-in with you guys some way. Because like you mm-hmm. said, you brought up Rocket Football. So I'm sure there's a little league that gets funds from an organization <laughs> that gets funds from you guys. Yep. And so kind of all ties Lots together. Lots of layers. Yes, yep. yeah. And, and essentially, it, it's for organizations, charitable organizations that um, decide they want to think about their future, you know, their long-term sustainability. That's what endowment is all about. That's what we do here at the Community Foundation. Yes, we fund things in real time, but our goal is to bring in dollars that we can endow. And all that means is it's invested and we're only going to use the investment earnings. So imagine giving me $10. I'm never going to spend that $10. I'm going to invest it in the market. We use professionals to do that. (laughs) (laughs) And and then only using the earnings from that investment. That's what endowment is. You know, it's kind of like you always thought if you were a millionaire or a billionaire, you could just live off your interest. Yeah. That's what you you're doing with this, you guys are using the interest from your huge endowment to benefit all these local charities here. That way, that endowment, it, it always stays the same. That's never going anywhere. Those funds right. are always going to be there. And the second year of Give Local Isabella is coming up on May 3rd. You want to educate donors about the endowment that we just mm-hmm. talked about a little mm-hmm. bit. I'm going to go into that college scholarship comparison again. Yeah. When you look at, you know, Michigan University, University of Michigan, I should say, and I believe Stanford has one of the largest endowments mm-hmm. in the world for their uh, scholarship program. And so what happens is those two schools got $2.7 billion mm-hmm. sitting in a bank account come somewhere or it's invested somewhere. They take all the interest, all the dividends, and they put that towards their scholarships every single year. And that's how they're able to turn those scholarships around and around and around right. again. And that is the very same thing you guys are doing here yes. instead of scholarship. Well, you guys do give we out do some, some scholarships. Mm-hmm. You're giving money to the charities and it's able to roll back over and over and over right. again with the endowment. Right. And ultimately, that's how those schools are able to offer um, so much in scholarship dollars. And that ultimately brings down the cost of tuition and room and board, et cetera. So the idea is then there to get 
an education at one of those institutions actually ends up costing less. So same here. We are trying to create an environment where our local charitable organizations can depend on a certain amount of funding from us every year. But it's a very long-term perspective. You know, those endowments didn't start at 2.7 billion, billion, right? They have been built up over time. And there are people who gave to those funds back in the 1940s or 1950s, right? And so those dollars that they gave then are still earning interest. So think about how many times over now they have you know, increased. So it's all about the compound interest, right? If you think of it that way and how many people have benefited. So way more than the dollar amount that was first given. So I'll break it down to the most, I think, simple example (laughs) that we could do. I donate $10 to the Mount Pleasant Area Community Foundation. You put that into an endowment. And so that is going to make $1 every year that you could give to somebody. Like I said, it might not Mm -hmm. seem like much, but that $10 endowment over 500 years is going to be $500 that are given out from just that $10. And that's what's special about an endowment. Right, right. Yep. And every year, um, we don't spend every dollar of, of interest earned, right? Some years, we have organizations that they don't have a need in that particular year. Some organizations try to save up because they know that they have a big expense coming up. And then others simply think of it as a place that they can put resources when um, someone wants to make a planned gift. And that's simply when when they pass away, they want to make sure an organization they care about um, is provided for, right? They worry about about who they um, who's going to keep giving to the charity that they care about. And that's what endowment and what we do here at the Community Foundation. On May 3rd, Mm What exactly is going to be going on? Kind of break it all down to me. <laughs> so for years, we, we've had designated endowments. And that just means that the org- specific organizations have said to us or donors have said to us, we want to support a particular organization. So we have more than 40 organizations that benefit from endowment funds. They don't have to apply for grant funding. They don't have to sort of jump through any of those hoops. But money has been put away for them um, in an endowment. But they've come back to us and they've said, hey, how do we explain this to people? You know, most of them are out there and they're asking people for money because they want to spend it this year. They have things that are important this year. So then to turn around and say, oh, by the way, can you give to this as well? But we're not going to spend it right now. That's That can be tough for yeah. people to understand, right? So um, essentially endowment um, is a very long-term plan for, for your own sustainability. And so they've said to us, help us. How do we raise money for our designated endowments, for still for our cause. And we said, you know what? We think we figured out a way and we've provided some tools for them to do so, mostly online. And give local Isabella May 3rd, it's going to be 24 hours. And during that time frame, you'll be able to go online and it's givelocalisabella.org and you can give and it you'll you'll watch the totals increase online. And then there's a little bit of a friendly competition. So the organizations that are participating are trying to get donors to contribute like at certain times of the day or in certain dollar amounts. And, and they're all hoping to get new donors and hopefully some younger donors because that's one of the biggest myths about endowment. People think that you have to be wealthy in order to contribute to an endowment. And that's, that's not true at all. You can put $10 in an endowment fund and coupled with other people's gifts, that's how we get those huge funds that, that you referenced. Um, I, I would hope someday we could get into the billions. Right now we have assets of about 30 million, but that means we're able to give away, you know, anywhere from uh, 
600,000 to let's say one and a half million every year in grants to our community. And we still have the same endowment. So we want to provide some incentive, right? Because we know it takes work, right? To engage people on social media, to talk about your organization. And we wanted to create some sort of additional incentive. So get people to give. And we also know that people are contributing to the day-to-day, you know, 364 days a year. We're just asking people one day, let's focus on endowment. And so the 30,000 in match and prizes, basically the organizations that bring in the most um, in terms of the most new donors and the most in terms of dollars, they will get a proportional amount of that $30,000. So the Harkins Family Fund is a, a, another fund here at the Community Foundation. It's called a Donor Advised Fund. And the Harkins children have said, hey, we will support this and we want to help the organizations raise more money. And so they've put up the 30000 that we will use for matching prizes during the course of the day. All right, so I'm going to try and break it into an example here for the Outreach of Mid-Michigan. Say the Outreach of Mid-Michigan, you know, raises $14,000 that mm-hmm. day and they've got 15 new donors. How would they go about getting some of that 30k funding? Well, that's that's the beauty of it. So once that money comes in, we will match it on the back end of our system and it will show up online and then they will see it transferred into their endowment account. So if you know, Outreach raises 14k and they're one of the you could match that total 14k is the way it's that not a, it's not an exact one-to-one match all right, yeah, it, it all depends on how much is raised you know we could raise a hundred thousand like last year we could raise three hundred thousand we don't know so we have to say it's proportional all right because we know the pool we have to work with and so that thirty thousand dollars will be broken up into a number of different organizations mm-hmm. or is that just going to go to a few of the top ones it's so what we've got it set up in two ways there's a pool that we'll use for match all right um and that will be uh twenty five thousand will be matched proportionally and then there's five thousand that's broken down into ten five hundred dollar prizes all right and you can actually even go to the website give localisabella.org and you can see what the prizes are for and it's for fun stuff like the first person to give a hundred dollars right when this thing starts so after midnight right 1201 um the first person that does that whatever organization they gave that hundred dollars to they're automatically gonna get an additional prize Oh, all right. Yeah. So it's fun stuff. It's it's there's one for social media. So as if you post a selfie of yourself and you use the hashtag give local Isabella, you will be entered in for the charity of your choice to get one of these prizes. So imagine that we're going to have 10 of those prizes over the course of the 24 hours. All right. Is there a reason exactly why you picked May 3rd? (laughs) So May 3rd, it does kind of seem arbitrary, right? Um, The first Tuesday in May is what we went with. And it's because we actually are doing this for the second year in in 22. But we have our our colleagues in Bay City and in Midland have been doing Give Local events for years. And so they do theirs on the first Tuesday in May. All right. So this way we're able to say, okay, Okay, all of us in the Great Lakes Bay region, we're all doing it on the same day. And that's great because there's promotion happening, you know, in various ways. And then people know if I live in the Great Lakes Bay, there's opportunities across all counties to give. And so I don't think you'd mind me saying that if there is a charity organization over in the Bay Area that somebody likes giving to, this might be the day to give to that charity Absolutely. even over there. Absolutely. And, you know, it's Give Local, Give Local Bay. Yep. All right. Yep. Yep. And, and they're really easy to find online. So we just thought, let's do this at the same time. We all use the same back end system to help run the event during the 24 hours. And so it's been really nice to be able to learn from them and um, try to make successful for us what's been successful for them. And I imagine there's a little bit of friendly competition there. Did they they raise a, yes, they raised a hundred K in your very first year is pretty darn yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that we'll ever quite pick, uh, 
catch up to Midland. They they have huge giveaway days. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's okay. We have something to aspire to, and they've given us just some really great tips on how to work with our our charity partners, right? Because it's those folks that we're working with right now to prepare for the event. So we have them talking to their boards and their volunteers about how they help to fundraise. We have a there's a whole peer fundraising component, so you can get your board members to sign up, and then on that day they can shoot their own messages out via social media or email to let their friends and family know. We know that the number one reason people give to charity is because someone they care about asked them to, right? And so we're just telling people, this is a very not intrusive kind of way of saying, hey, I really care about the community cancer services of Isabel County, or I really care about um, the community soup kitchen, right? And so therefore, it's it's almost like asking for a birthday fundraiser, right? You know, when yeah. you say, hey, this is important to me, I'd like to raise some money. Same kind of concept, right? They're saying, hey, this is important. Would you join me? And would you support? And they're not asking for thousands of dollars, right? We would love to see contributions of 10, 20, $30. The idea is getting more people invested in endowment because it's going to take a lot of those $10 gifts, right? To create an endowment that we can earn interest on and use every year. Yeah, I'll do the cheesy saying that I say often, the greatest gift of all is being able to give a gift itself. Yeah, but now I want to ask, say, when I've been talking, you know, I did an interview with St. Joseph's The Worker Auction. I did an interview with The Bird Auction, you know, in these past few months. Donations the last couple of years, well, with everybody just being down, I will say, because of stuff, well, we'll just leave it at that. (laughs) What has that been like for you guys the last couple of years here at the Community Foundation? Have you guys been struggling? Have you guys maybe been a little surprised at the donations that have come in? What have the last couple of years been like? You know, I, I wish I could say that there's one answer to that. There are a couple of factors for us here at the Community Foundation. Um, the first probably is that we, we've held relatively steady in terms of donations. I will say more people have called us over the course of the last year and they've said, where do I give money right now? I support you in the long-term efforts that you're doing, but where can I make a difference right now? And we love getting those calls. They don't add to our sort of, uh, you know, our, our total endowment, you right? You might plug them into one of the funds that, you know. Maybe, yes, yes. But I like that they know they can call us here at the Community Foundation and figure out who needs help. And that's part of our job here is to be a resource. So I can tell you that there have been thousands and thousands of dollars that have gone directly to other charities because people have called us and said, who needs right now? What are the, where are people struggling? Where can I help, right? And so we've offered a lot more advice in the last two years, maybe, than we've brought in sort of dollars, like you might, might say. And honestly, the bigger effect that we saw was with the tax code changing in 2017. That really impacted our our dollar amounts that we were able to raise um, that year and in 2018. So things changed in terms of the standard deduction, right? So now when people give to charity, it's likely um, that they won't actually get to to deduct all of that like they used to, right? This Not as many people are itemizing on their taxes, right? And so truly now giving to charity is more of a, um, it's, it's about deciding to give, right? It's not necessarily looking for that tax deduction. So we saw this huge uptick in 17 and 18, and then things fell off a little bit in 19. But things have leveled off, certainly. We don't think that people give because of the tax deduction. It was more like, okay, I might give a little bit more because of the tax deduction. So I would say that affected our giving um, a few years ago, more so than, say, um, the pandemic and the things that have been happening the last two years. Time for a break here on MidMichigan Matters. When we come back, I got more with Amanda Schaefer talking about Pleasant Area Community Foundation. And their Give Local Isabella campaign happening May 3rd. Welcome to Buck 92's Mid-Michigan Matters program, where we talk about everything that matters here in Mid-Michigan. Welcome back to Mid-Michigan Matters. Let's get right back into my conversation 
with Amanda Schaefer from the Mount Pleasant Area Community Foundation. It's always a great place to donate because it goes, you, you guys just have an umbrella of charities underneath you guys. And you said you got some of the nude, you just printed off a new list yeah, of I people did. or whatever. And yeah, so, yeah. I don't think I can let Amanda go through the laundry <laughs> list of charities oh, they have. Oh, come on. There's only like there's only like 15 right now. Or, you know what? Go if, if there's only 15 new, well, I'm looking at the list of like 50 oh, you yeah. got in front I've of got, us. Yes, I have a list in front of me of yeah. the 40 that are eligible. But, but who are some of the who are some of the new charities you guys got rolling this okay. year? Let, let's do that. So, all right. So, right now signed up planning to participate, it would be um, the Renaissance Academy and they actually won last year. All they right. raised the most in terms of dollars and in terms of the the number of participants. We've We've got the Chippewa Watershed Conservancy, um, Christian Counseling of Mid-Michigan, Community Cancer Services of Isabella County, Hopewell Ranch, the Humane Animal Treatment Society, Isabel Child Development Center, Isabella Community Soup Kitchen, Isabella County Commission on Aging, Life Choices of Central Michigan, um, MMI, um, and then the Mount Pleasant Discovery Museum, Rise Advocacy, and the Strickler Center. It's kind of one of those when I tell people about the GI Tech Student of the Month, I say we make the the you know the folks go vote because we can't pick a winner right. so I know. kind of the same thing here yes. with this you, you listed through all of those and i'm like well that one's good I well know. that one's really good too well that one's really good <laughs> but i i am gonna single one out here and it's something i imagine you've got some experience with because they've been around in the community for so long and it's it's pretty special and that's hopewell ranch mm-hmm. out in wademan which you know children that may be affected by autism asperger's and other kind of stuff they're able to go out there ride horses and do just it's it's quite the experience out it there is. have you been able to go out there tell everybody a little bit more yeah, about it. Yeah, so they have amazing programs um, for, for, for kids with special needs, but I would say as well for adults. They have some great veterans programs. Um, I understand Jody, um, one of the founders and directors, she's getting ready to, to um, launch a book. So they really have expanded exponentially. Um, the last grant-funded project we had with them, they built a bunny barn. All right. So now they have, you know, for folks who maybe um, aren't comfortable with a horse, or maybe the horse is, uh, you know, too intimidating or there's not a great match in terms of, of working through something. Now they have this whole bunny experience that they can offer to community members about how to care for the bunnies, right? Um, what the bunnies need. Um, they can sit and play with the bunnies. They can hold the bunnies, right? So there's all of these lessons and sort of counseling efforts that they can do by using these bunnies. And so we just help put up the structure, right? right. And so it's pretty amazing how they've expanded um, their ministry and expanded their work with, with um, not only children, but veterans. And, and other adults, anyone who has sort of a heart or a need, they figure out a way to, to, to help with that. Yeah, like I said, it's just a special place. And if, you know, you've never touched a rabbit, they're so soft. They, mm-hmm. can, they can make anybody feel, I, I don't want to say make anybody feel comfortable, but certainly help with that if somebody who's going through something. Sure. And there are there are really shy bunnies and there are, you know, really active, just like horses, right? And so I think they, they have a really good way of pairing individuals with the right animal so that they can sort of work through whatever may be they're they're needing to to talk about or to to think about or to to learn about yeah but so they've got a chance to get up to thirty thousand dollars in match prizes along with all those other charities Mm -hmm. and we don't pick the winner you don't yep all right (laughs) it's the second year of give local isabel with the mount pleasant area community foundation trying to educate donors on endowment compete for that pool of thirty thousand dollars you guys raised over one hundred thousand dollars in 2021 and once again if somebody's just joining us it's mid michigan matters with amanda schaefer from the mount pleasant area community foundation when we talk endowment what we're trying to say is how much do you guys have in the endowment now again 
Well, total all the endowments put together, we have about 30 million in assets. And that will never drop. That's always going to be what it is. You guys invest that money it's into invested, good things. Yep. There's an endowment off of that $30 million. And so like I said, it's about six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars sometimes up to a million that you guys are able to put back in the community right. every year with right. that endowment. Yeah. And so when you're donating on May 3rd, you're not just donating to that individual charity. You're donating to the big umbrella as well with the Mount Pleasant Area Community Foundation. Sure. It's about retaining wealth here in our community. So if you've been able to um, be educated here, if you have earned money here, if you have raised a family here, contributing during Give Local Isabella is really a way of celebrating um, that fact that celebrating our community. And you're also contributing to something that will last forever. Now, if somebody wanted to start their own charity, hmm. which is something pretty special here, and I know you've got a great example of that. How do people go about doing so? Sure, sure. So if you want to start a new endowment, either for um, a particular charity or in, in my case, my family decided to start uh, what, what's called a community impact fund. That means that we trust a group of community members every year to make decisions about where our grant dollars will go. Um, and so we just, it was really easy. It's a, a, a fund agreement that we put together. We've done it. I've done it in as few as five minutes. You have to decide on the, the fund name and the kind of fund that you want. So some people are familiar with our scholarship funds. Um, so we have a whole range of choices, right? But you decide what it is you care about, what you want to start an endowment for. We, we come up with the name and sort of the parameters. And the rest is pretty, pretty easy. And then we try to promote in the community the fact that you've done so. Not because we're trying to brag um, about you and, and the fact that you had some resources to put in an endowment, but it's more about being an example and saying, hey, I care about my community um, to the point that I want to leave something that will outlive me. And these endowments, they're going to be here long after you and I, Chris, yeah. are, are doing these jobs, right? Hopefully you can still listen to this podcast, <laughs> though, for forever, you know? Right, right. <laughs> we're putting it in for prosperity. Prosperity, yeah. You know, essentially, we're, it's about, have you ever heard that phrase, planting a tree under whose shade you won't ever sit? No. Right? right? So that's the idea here. We're trying to plant seeds through endowments. Yep. And those seeds are going to grow and they're going to become a forest, right? And then people will benefit from the fruit of those trees forever, right? Yep. And so imagine that you are someone trying to help plant one of those seeds, right? And it doesn't take a ton of money. During Give Local Isabella especially, it's super easy to make a $10 gift online and become part of sort of our family of tree planters, right? <laughs> And your example, if, if you don't mind me putting you on the spot here, I believe you started one in your in your mother's name, correct? Well, I started one just because when I realized that even someone like myself who, who, who runs a charitable organization, even I could, over the course of years, put forth enough money to build an endowment. I didn't think that was in with re within reach. And then when I started to work here, I realized that's definitely with, within reach. Um, you have to reach $10,000 in 10 years. So I thought, well, I can put, I can save $1,000 every year to put in. And so I actually started it just as the Schaefer Family Fund. Well, then it happened that a few years later, my mom passed away. And so you know how in the obituary, they ask you what instead of flowers, you know, because everybody, you can get way too many flowers, yeah. right? Where memorial contributions can be made. And so all these people, gave, I mean, hundreds of people gave donations to that fund. So it didn't take me 10 years to get to that dollar amount. And then actually last year, uh, you don't even know if you know this part of the story, but my dad passed away very suddenly. So again, people contributed to that fund. And now I'm excited to say, though we didn't choose the grant awards and where that money would go, we have now helped to put in the new rocket exhibit at Mount Pleasant Discovery Museum. And then um, just recently, last year, we were able to help put in new lighting at the Mount Pleasant, the Hannah's Bark Park 
um, the dog park, which yep. we love dogs. We love kids and the Discovery Museum and the Bark Park. That's perfect, right? Yep. We had no hand in it, right? The grant review committee said, hey, there's a need here. The Schaefer Family Fund has some resources. Let's put it toward that. And and so it really works, right? And it didn't even take me the 10 years to see it work. I only started this fund in 2015 and we've already given away. This will be our third year that we're able to give money. That's, and that's that's what I want to get into. You started something. It's already benefiting the community. Mm-hmm. Somebody that can start something like that. And what's great about you guys here at the Mount Pleasant Area Community Foundation is you provide a hub of resources for all those people that are trying to start those charities. Exactly, exactly. That's what we do. And we're never going to say, hey, don't give to this charity. Give to us instead. That's not the point. The point is we want people to think about endowment as a way of additionally sustaining something that you care about, right? And so we're going to encourage all the organizations that are participating in Give Local Isabella. They are raising money for themselves every day, right? They're working hard at that. We just want to take this one day, May 3rd, and we're all going to say, okay, endowment is important. Let's raise some money so that you have some sustainable resources going forward. All right, so giveisabella.org, that is the big one there. It is, May 3rd. Yep, and if anybody wants to get a hold of you guys, stop by. You guys are right on University Street, phone number, website, email, list through all that, Amanda. Sure, so the Mount Pleasant Area Community Foundation is located at 306 South University, which is right downtown across from the Veterans Memorial Library. Our phone number is 989-773-7322. We are very accessible on our website. There's even a chat bot there that you can ask your questions, and that website is is mpacf.org. So our Pleasant Area Community Community Foundation. Foundation. Yep, it's our acronym. Frankly, sometimes I just tell people, just Google it. (laughs) Mount Pleasant Area Community Foundation. There's only one of us, right? And so um, you can do that. We're also very involved on social media. So you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and we've got really some great videos on YouTube. And I imagine May 3rd, you guys are going to be very active on those as well. Yeah, yeah. We'll be all over social media doing some Facebook Lives. And so I really want to thank you, Chris, for, for doing, we've never done a podcast podcast about first, our work. First so of this I'm is sure the many. first. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for, for having us on so that we can talk about this really cool event we have going on in the community. And I hope I hope that this goes well into the future. I think we'll be doing Give Local Isabella um, every year. Yep, and I guess last thing we almost forgot, in the morning this year, people can stop by the actual community foundation. You guys are going to have donuts, coffee, going to yeah. be hanging out, and then you guys are going to be at Freddy's that evening for people to come stop by, drop off a check, maybe grab a cocktail, yeah. maybe buy Amanda a cocktail, <laughs> you know, hey. <laughs> Amanda might have a limit that day. She has to count money, right? right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Because we can do in-person events this year, we're, we are going to have a, a time in the morning where the nonprofit organizations and their boards and volunteers can stop by and get donuts and coffee. And then I'm really excited from five to six, we're going to be at Freddy's. And even though you can drop off checks at our office throughout the day at five o'clock, we're going to move over to Freddy's. And for that hour, you can bring your donation to us. We will collect it. And we'd love it if you would stay and have a drink with us, a cocktail to sort of celebrate. And then the event won't be over. We're going all the way to 1159 PM. But we figured it probably wasn't realistic to ask people to hang out with us at that time of day. (laughs) So um, we're just going to do the five to six at Freddy's. And then we're going to celebrate um, down the road, actually, we have an event coming up in June where we're going to celebrate again the results of Give Local Isabella. I'm sure we'll be talking again before that, yeah. too, Amanda. Thanks yeah. so much for joining me, Amanda. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Another big thank you to Amanda Schaefer, the Mount Pleasant Area Community Foundation, for chatting with me. More coming up in the Mid Michigan Matters Hour on Buck 92 Country Music coming back at 7 o'clock. But we've got Spock Sports Show coming up as I catch up with Coach Pickens from Beale City Baseball. Spock Sports Show up next on Buck 92.